Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today is my pleasure to bring you the Word of God. And uh, uh, before I begin, please do allow me to pray. Amen. Thank you, God, for today. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to preach your Word in your house, O Lord. Please use me as a vessel to say what you want to say and not what I want to say, O Lord. Please allow people to, to see you in me and not, uh, not see me, O Lord. And pray that there'll be transformed lives today and we'll not just receive information, but we'll be able to be transformed this morning, O Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So today, let me start off with a story. So, a long time ago, uh, oh, back in the dinosaur age, <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, I, I, my parents said, okay, you are a young boy, so you should learn an instrument. <laughs> so, so I said, okay, they, they gave me a choice between violin and piano. So I said, okay, well, since everybody's learning piano, why not learn violin? So uh, I, I took it up and I started. And I started from, with a teacher. I enjoyed the time very much. I enjoyed uh, playing sounds on the violin. I enjoyed being able to create music. And uh, the teacher said I was talented. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I was able to skip grade one. I went straight to grade two. And then after that, uh, I, was, I was like, I had potential. So I continued to practice, etc. But then, I became lazy. <laughs> then my mother's like have, having to force me to, to, to practice, having to force like, ah, I sound okay, well, why do I need to practice? Then like, I, every time I went for exams, I was like, just, just pass. Like no distinction, no nothing, just pass. And then uh, there's a funny story. Even one time when I went to the exam, I forgot to bring my violin. <laughs> and, and then uh, halfway, halfway towards the event, I was like, hmm. I think I forgot something. And then I look, look around the car. Eh, actually, I don't have my violin. No. So, yeah, so we had to go back, get the violin, and come back. And then I was also joking, like, where, you know, when you play the violin, there's something called the vibrato, where you, you, you shake your fingers so that there's a nice sound. Mine is automatic because I'm so scared, right? So it's like... So, yeah, so I used to be able to be very good at the violin. But because I was lazy, I now can't even play the violin anymore. So that's, that's what something I want to talk to you about today. Where it's about consistency. So I want to talk to you about how, you can, how I, as a Christian, am trying to be more and more consistent in my life. And also I want to talk, talk to you about how we don't want phases to control our lives. So for example, like, I, I used to be very into watches. I used to be very into cars. I have phases in my life where I'm like into the thing 100%. And then after that, suddenly it fizzles out. And then like, you, you wonder, why was I interested in that in the first place? So I don't want that to happen to you guys with God. So today, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, about how can we be more and more consistent with God, which brings us to the title, which is Consistency. And I think one of the biggest things that I am working on in my Christian life today is how do I be more and more consistent with God? And how do I avoid the ups and downs of being complacent and then being fully on and then being complacent again and being fully on. So I want to even out the curve. So uh, I also talk about, uh, before we talk about why, uh, how to be consistent, let's talk about why we should be consistent. So if you can turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. And if you're there, please do say Amen. Thanks, XTV. <laughs> okay, let's read. So, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So, what I caught from this was, so I was reading a study Bible, and what it said was, with the resurrection as our confidence, 
Christians can conduct their service for the Lord with strength. Resurrection hope should inspire work and ministry rather than passivity. Pacificity. The redeemed are truly a people with something to live for. So what this is saying is that when, when you're doing something for God, when you're striving to be more consistent, know that, it's, it's, that there's a goal at the end, that, that it's all worth something, and that it's not, well, even when it seems like, oh, there's no, don't, no light at the end of the tunnel, even when it seems like, oh, I'm doing this all, and it's all going to go to waste, God knows and God, God has something in store for you at the end of the tunnel, okay? So be, 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 be encouraged. Know that God does know what, what's best for your life and all you have to do is be obedient and trust, okay? So the second verse I want to go through is Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. So reading from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So similar to what I said just now in the previous verse, is you, can you see the consistency within the verses? Where one, one verse tells you that it's not going to go to waste, and another verse tells you that don't lose heart because it's not going to go to waste. So we can see that the Bible is very consistent. We can see that when God tells you something, He doesn't one day tell you A, and another day tell you B. So are we... And, and, that's, for me, that's very reassuring because like, imagine, imagine if God tells you to do this one day and then another thing one day and then you get confused, right? So aren't we happy that God is a consistent God and God is a God that, that consistently gives you the best advice possible. So, and also, when I was preparing, I was, I was actually going to do this in the later part of my sermon, but <laughs> I think God during, service was, uh, during worship was telling me that maybe do it now. So let's go to James chapter 1, verse 17, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Okay, so here it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So I, like, I think I want to concentrate on the last part, which says, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. This to me tells me that God is a consistent God. And God is a God that doesn't falter when, when there's challenges. God is not a God that, that suddenly changes his mind. God is not a God that is easily swayed because God is consistent. So in, I think in the Bible and in most things in life, I mean, in everything in life, I think the most consistent being in all of the universe is God. So for example, when, when the Israelites were being led out of, out of Egypt, and then when Moses was up on the hill receiving the Ten Commandments, what did the Israelites do? They built a golden cow, and then they worshipped that cow. But even in the midst of that challenge, God was still consistent with them. God consistently blessed them. Even each and every day as they were marching out of Egypt, God gave them food. God gave them water to drink. God was consistent with them. Similarly, when Abraham doubted that God gave him the gift of uh, wanting to be the father of many nations, even when he didn't have a child, and then he went to do things his own way. But God was consistent. And God eventually, through his own perfect timing, blessed Abraham. Right? And even further on in the Bible, when the Jews were rebelling against Jesus, even when God sent his own son to earth to die on the cross, God was still consistent. So hopefully you catch something from that about how consistent God is and why it's so important that God is consistent with us and why knowing this, we really don't really have an excuse not to be consistent with God. So, knowing that, I also want to talk about a bit of my personal journey as to why. 
why I'm, I want to be consistent with God, just to give you something to hold on to, or maybe hopefully to encourage you, and also hopefully to give you something to, to think about. So the two things, two reasons why I, I choose to be consistent with God is because, first of all, I don't want to take the things that I have for granted. So for example, I have a career, I have a wife, I have a, a family around me, I have, I have a very loving wife, and if you don't know, she's Karine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. and I have all these things around me, but do I take it for granted? Do I say that, actually, I got this for my own strength and not from God? And, and like when I'm doing well at work, do I praise God first? Or do I say, oh, you're doing very well, huh? don't need God? Huh? So that's something that's very real, right? So let's say you're doing very well at work, you don't have any challenges, you don't have anything that you're going through that you feel like you need extra help with, do you still take the time to reflect and remember God? And do you, so that's one thing I don't want to do. I don't want to take God for granted. And the second thing is I want to do the best, my best, so that my actions can speak louder than my words, so that the people around me can grow closer to God instead of going further from God. So I want to do all that I can to remain consistent so that I don't give people a mixed message. So like imagine, imagine as a homes leader, one day I say, you can do this, another day I say, you can do that. Then you will be confused, right? So as a homes leader, I need to be consistent. As a Christian, I need to be consistent so that when people see the actions that I do, they don't get confused. And that's, 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 that's in my opinion, quite important. So I want, I want people to experience the fullness of God. So by me being more consistent, it helps. I, I think it will help give people a better um, example of what a Christian should be and what a Christian should be doing and give them, a, a, how to say, like, a, you know when you do an ex experiment, there's a control and then there's the thing that you're, you're testing? So I want to be that baseline, you know? I want to be that baseline to say, okay, if, if this is the baseline and this is out of the ordinary, what's the difference? Why is he different from the rest? So that's, those are my two points and hopefully, hopefully it speaks to you. Hopefully you caught, you caught something from that. And with that, I want to go through my first point for today, which is if you want to be more consistent with God, why don't you start small? So I'm going to share a story with you guys. I'm going to be quite real with you guys. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you guys catch something. So back in university, I was 100% not what a Christian should be. I was not going to church. I was staying in my room the whole day. Most of the interactions that I have with my roommates were just when I went to cook. Or when I want to ask them, hey, you want to go for a walk or something? So it's like very minimal, very minimal. Most of the time, I think I could say that most of my university life, I spent in my dorm room. And because, because, <laughs> because uh, my, my university had only like maybe like two hours of, of classes a week, and my campus was half an hour away by bus, I was like, hmm, don't need to go to class. Huh? So, <laughs> so uh, as, and because my university didn't have like an attendance quota or anything, so I'm like, okay, well, since it's so far away, why not just read the notes, right? So, so I didn't go for most of my classes. So I think I went for maybe like the first few weeks and then after that, no classes at all. So I, don't follow me. <laughs> don't, don't, don't follow my example. But, but what I'm trying to, to tell you is that back in university, I was probably the furthest away from God as I have, have ever been. I was not, not going to church. I was afraid to tell people I was a Christian. I probably prayed the least that I have ever prayed in my life. And also, as a kid that had gone overseas, I'm not sure that you guys can relate, but I felt like, oh, I finally gained my freedom, you know? I finally am free from the oppression of my family. <laughs> no, just, just kidding. I, I, I'm in a foreign land. I can do what I want. I, I'm finally independent, right? 
So I was like, okay, why not try things my way? So I played games the whole day, got very good at games, <laughs> and uh, did, didn't go to church. Uh, but, but why am I sharing this story with you, right? I'll share this story for two reasons. One is I don't want you to make the same mistake I made. And also the second thing is that if God can use me, then God can use you too. And then I guess now you're wondering, hmm, why is he telling me this story? So it gets better, it gets better. So once I, once I got back from, from university uh, in 2013, uh, we started going to X Church in KL. So I got a job in KL. So I'm originally from Penang, but I got a job in KL. So we started going to church called X Church PJ. And I, I, I started making a commitment to God. So I started small. I started with, okay, God, the first thing I'm going to do is go to church every Sunday. That's the, that's the thing I would struggle with. So like every Sunday I wake up and then I'm like, oh, so early. Uh. But, but, then, but then I slowly, I slowly got used to it. I slowly, I slowly consistently went to church. And then that was where I was at. And the, the, the thing I want to stress is that where I'm at is not where anybody else should be at. And we shouldn't be comparing. So for example, let's say, let's say, let's say somebody is serving like three dream teams. Somebody is preaching every Sunday. Somebody is doing all those things. That's good for them because that's, that's where they are at. That's their maturity level. But you should start where you are at. And that's totally okay. And so I started where I want to just go to church consistently. So that's my first starting point. And then after that, I started to eventually not run away after church, but start talking to people. So, so, so staying back after service. So I don't know about you guys, but I am an introvert. And uh, I 100% don't like talking to people. But slowly, <laughs> but slowly, bit by bit, I try and improve, right? I throw slowly, bit by bit. And then some, some people will be surprised, like, what? He's an introvert? But, but yeah, I am an introvert. And most of the time, if we ask Karen, I just like staying at home doing nothing. And sometimes it frustrates Karen also. <laughs> and, uh, but, but, yeah, but, uh, but I took the next step. So I took the next step. So I start talking to people. I start making friends. I start making a community. Because people, actually people at X, you, you find that people at X are very friendly. But for me, I was like, oh, this is a, I don't want to be friendly with people. I don't want to make new friends. I come to church just to see God, then go home. But, but, but that was me, right? That was me. So I slowly grew. I slowly grew to talk to people. I slowly grew to maybe start serving. And after that, I grew to go to homes. So I grew got more committed, more committed, step by step, slowly, slowly, slowly. So I'm not, asking, I'm not saying that taking a giant leap of faith is, is bad, but I'm saying that take some... Take, take small steps. And it's nothing wrong with taking small steps because, for example, let's say you're learning an instrument. Like for me, learning violin, even, if, even though I have talent, I still need to practice, right? So I still need to get better and get better and get better so that when I take the next exam, I pass because the difficulty level increases each, after each test. So I start small, but in the end, after small steps, small steps, small steps, you improve. So I don't know whether you guys have heard of this, but there's this philosophy that says, Try and improve 1% every day. And after one, 100 days, you're, you, you'll be 100% better than you were before. So, yeah, why not? Let's take that, that step to be more consistent. And we don't have to do, some, do something that you're, how to say, you're comfortable with, but slightly out of your comfort zone so that you grow and so that you don't become complacent and so that you can keep it going. Which leads me to my next point, which is keep going. So, let me tell you another story. <laughs> so, another story is that I used to be a tennis player for my school. 
And, but what I can tell you is that keep going is important. So let me tell you a story. So I was, in, I was in school. I started playing tennis. I got pretty good. I started devoting all of my time to tennis. I went twice a week at least. I wanted to go more, but then my parents said, just enough, two times a week. <laughs> because they had to, they, they to fetch me there, fetch me back. So it's quite a hassle for them or so. So I, I played as much as I could. I tried to get as good as I could. And then eventually, I, 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 I got to play for my school. And I was a school player. And I, eventually, I got to the national, national level as well. But why, why am I saying keep going? Like, this guy is like, he can play tennis. Okay, he got to the national level. What's, what's, the, what's the next part of the story? Now, I can't even play tennis because <laughs> I haven't practiced in so long. I don't even know whether I can play tennis or not. So the reason why I say keep going is let's not let the phase of, 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 of that phase in life stop you from going on. So like, I don't want you to, to treat God as, as, as how I treated tennis. So I don't want you to be like, oh, uh, for now, I'm very ons. But then next week, okay lah, no need lah. So now, like this week I come to church, then next week I say, hmm, maybe I don't need to come to church because last week I, I came to church and I was blessed already. Then it's enough for two weeks, quota rich. But, but so, so I don't want that to happen to you guys. I don't want that to, to, to be something that you struggle with. So that's something that, that, that where you, you, you start small and then you keep going at it. And then as you keep going, then you can get to bigger and greater things. And it's never wrong to start small because that's where you're at. And, and if I can, can let you turn to the parable of the talents, which is in uh, Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. Thanks. Uh, let's read. So, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one, he gave five talents, to another two and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents, came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered, me to my, to, sorry, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well, done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have received back with my own interest. So, they, so take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even, he has, sorry, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, cool. So maybe let's go back to the previous uh, verses. 
So here, uh, yes, this one. So here, I want to, to concentrate on what the, what the master said to the person with five talents and the person said, and what the person said to the person with two talents as well. They say exactly the same thing, right? So it doesn't mean that he, he valued the person with five talents over the person with two talents, but he trusted that what he gave them at that time was what they could handle. And that's why he was happy that because they could handle it, they chose to do something about it. And the only reason why the person with one had it taken away was because he was given a gift, but he chose to do nothing with it. So I hope you catch something from this. So start small, keep going, and know that... So two things I caught from this. Number one is God knows exactly what you can handle, and He gives you exactly what you need to handle that situation. So for example, maybe you're going through a difficult exam season, or maybe you're like me, you're struggling with being consistent to come to church every Sunday. Take that small step of faith to improve. Starting small. Starting with what God has given you and starting by asking God for help as well. So God puts us in situations and challenges so that we can grow and so that we can keep on growing. And the more, the more, we, the more we take that steps of faith, the more we grow. And the more we take those steps of faith, the, the more prepared we are when God gives us something big to, to handle. So, the second thing I want to say is that if God is faithful and consistent through it all, right? So, if God can be consistent when we are down, if God can be consistent with me when I was not going to church, when I was not, not praying, not being so proud to be a Christian, then God can be consistent with any of us. And God is consistent with all of us, and He's ready. He's knocking at the door, waiting for you to open the door for Him. Amen? So, I also, when I was pre preparing, I, I was listening to this song a lot, and I think it really spoke to me. So let me read from it to you from uh, the lyrics of Same God by Elevation Worship. So, you hurt your children then, and you hurt your children now. You are the same God, you are the same God. You answered prayers back then, and you will answer now. You are the same God, you are the same God. You were providing then, and you are providing now. You are the same God, you are the same God. You moved in power then, and God, you move in power now. You are the same God, you are the same God. You were a healer then, you are a healer now. You are the same God, you are the same God. You were a savior then, you are a savior now. You are the same God, you are the same God. So this really gives me encouragement and assurance that God is consistent now, then, now, and forever. So he was consistent with the Israelites back in the day. He's consistent with us now, and he will be consistent with our children in the future. He'll be consistent with every single person. And, and I, I think it also got me thinking about when I, when, when, I, when I worship, do I really read the words? And do I really understand what I'm, what I'm singing? Or do I just listen to the, to, the, to the rhythm and the lyrics? So I think it's, it's really powerful what this song is saying where God, God, God does provide. God provides previously and God provides now. He's the same God. God heals. God heals previously. God heals now. He's the same God. So it's important for us to know that we serve the same God that brought the Israelites out of Egypt. We serve the same God that created the heavens and the earth. We serve the same God that did everything, that created everything that you enjoy today. So hopefully that gives you some encouragement to be more consistent. And hopefully that gives you more encouragement to, be, to, to start small and take that step of faith and start, 
start doing something. Which leads me to my third point, which is take time to reflect. So are we, are we spending enough time with God and are we spending enough time thinking about what really drives us in each and every day? What's our priority in life? Is it our work? Is it the people around us? Is it our friends? Or is it God? Uh, are we spending enough time spending time with God? So for example, um, how much time do you spend on YouTube every day? Or how much time do you spend on Instagram every day? Or how much time do you spend on maybe, I don't know, TikTok, the Young kids, young kids do TikTok. So like, how much time do you do that compared to your devotion every day? So like, let's say, let's say you, do, you do devotion five minutes a day. That's, that's totally fine. But what other things are you spending a lot of time on? And are those things drawing you closer or further away from God? And I'd I like to share something that I learned from, from one of the home leaders, so Michelle. So one thing that she does is, so I don't know about you guys, but I, I forget very easily. And when I do remember, I remember the negative parts first rather than the positive. And like, so for example, let's say when I'm having an argument with Karen, then I remember all the bad things, no? I remember like, oh, why she did that, why she did that, blah, blah, blah. But then I don't remember the times when we had good times together. But that's in the heat of the moment, right? So what, what Michelle does, not saying that she has a bad relationship, but what, what she does is she has a gratefulness journal. And what she does is she writes down everything that she's grateful for so that when she comes to this moment where she, she feels down or she feels alone or she feels like she, she can't really think about anything positive, what she does is she reads the journal. And it reminds her that God has been so real in her life and it reminds her that she has so much to be grateful for. And one thing I like about this is that it helps you to put things into perspective. So for example, let's say you're going through a very hard time now, but maybe it's because you're focusing on the negative side. So maybe you need to, to shift your perspective and think about the positive instead and think about how much you've progressed over time. So the, the nice thing about this is also it, it sort of like relates back to the first two points where if you start small and you overcome that small challenge if, and you write it down and then you can refer back to it and say, oh, actually I've, I've grown so much. Like from just coming to church every Sunday to starting to talk to people in church, I've grown so much more. And it helps you to, to compare, I mean, not compare, but it helps you to, to think about how much you've grown and think about how far you've come and not give up. So, I, 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 I don't know, one of the, my favorite phrases is that it's, not, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, life is, is, is a long marathon. It's sort of like an ultra marathon. It's, it's a marathon that you have to run for your whole life. So, pace yourself. And pace yourself by starting small and keep going, knowing what your pace is. And, and, and so two things that I, I hopefully can encourage you to do this week will be, firstly, maybe can, if, if you can, maybe spend one hour reflecting on what you're, thank, what you're thankful to God for this year. Can be this week, can be last week, can be in the month before, could be in January. But maybe spend some time thinking about what you're thankful for to God and spend some time writing it down. So maybe you have a starting point to say, okay, God, I have these things that I'm thankful for. Thank you so much for them. And don't take them for granted. So even simple things like electricity, even simple things like running water, like drinkable tap water, not everybody can, can, can experience that, right? And, and good health, like vaccinations, like, like, like NHS being available to everybody in the UK. Like these simple things, these are things that we can be thankful for. And these are things that if we don't, 
take time to reflect, we will think like, hmm, this one government give her, not God give her. But actually, it comes from God. Everything that we have comes from God. So let's take the time to be thankful for even the smallest things and, and let's write it down. And uh, so the next time we're facing a hurdle, next time we're facing a challenge, we'll be like, okay, God, thank you so much for bringing me through all of this. I trust you to bring me through the next hurdle as well. Amen? Secondly, could you spend some time thinking about what takes up the most time in your week? And what's the number one priority for you this week? Is it going through that meeting? Is it going through that dissertation? Is it going through that hump in, in, um, in, the, in your relationship with somebody? What is taking up most of your time in that week? And is this helping you to be more consistent with God? Or is this drawing you away from God? Amen? So, as, as we take some time to digest what we've, we've heard today, so let me take some time to summarize. So, first of all, why should we be consistent with God? Because God is always consistent with us. Number two is start small and start with something that takes you slightly out of your comfort zone, but is out of your comfort zone. Second is start small, sorry, keep going, and know that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, keep going, keep going, slowly improve, slowly improve. And third is keep a, keep a journal of it. So it could, be, it could be written down, it could be something that you remember, it could be an online note, it could be on paper. But try and think about how you can remember what God has done in your lives and what you are thankful to God for. Because for me, it really helps because as a person that usually focuses on the negative, it's very important for me to have a read of the positives once in a, once in, once in a while. Amen? So as the worship team comes up, I would like to pray for two things today. And I would like to spend some time in prayer because I think prayer works. And I think pr prayer is where miracles happen. So as, can I invite all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes? And for the first thing I want to pray for today is I want to pray for people that want to take that fresh step towards being more consistent with God. I want to pray for people that um, have have been struggling with something in their lives and have been, have been or maybe receiving a word from God to be more consistent in that particular part of their lives. And if they want to take that step today to, to trust God and to say, God, I'm ready. God, I want to take that step towards you. I want to take that step to becoming more consistent. And if that's you, I want to take some time to pray this morning. So if that's you, please do raise up your hands at the count of five. And, and, and you're raising up your hands to God. And, and telling God that, God, I want to be more consistent. God, I want to, be, I want to put you first in my life. God, I want to be able to, to trust that what you're telling me is for the best. And I want to trust that you have been consistent with me. And therefore, I want to be consistent with you. Amen? So at the count of five, if that's you, please do raise up your hands and I want to pray for you. And I want to encourage you this morning. Amen? One, two, three... Four, five, amen, amen. Thank you, God, for today, Lord. Thank you, God, for all these hands that have been raised to you, Lord. We pray that you speak to them each in their own way, Lord. We pray that they'll be able to take up that mantle, be able to trust you, be able to have faith, knowing that you know what's best for them, Lord. And, 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 and trust that you know and have gone before them and prepared the way for them, Lord. 
We pray that they'll be able to be more consistent in their lives, O Lord. We pray that they'll be able to, to grow closer to you each and every day, O Lord. We pray that they'll take that small step out of their comfort zone to get to know you more, to, to trust you more, to believe in you more, to experience many, many breakthroughs in their lives and be able to remember that it all comes from you, O Lord. God, we pray that we'll be able to not take you for granted. We pray for each and every life that's ready to take that step of faith, Lord. We thank you for their, their sacrifice. We thank you for them being willing to, to step out of their comfort zones, Lord. We pray that you'll be with them, give them all that they need, Lord, and allow them to reflect upon how you've helped them to take this step of faith and how you've helped them to, to grow this habit that they have, Lord, and help them to keep going, help them to, to, to keep on, the, on running the good race, help them to keep going when, when the going gets tough, Lord. Help them to understand that you can always provide for them even when the, when, when, when the going gets tough, even when there seems, there seems to be no way forward, Lord. Even when, when they, they seem like, it seems like they're alone, help them to realize that you are with them at all times, Lord. And help them to be aware of your presence, Lord. So we thank you, God for being so real in each and everyone's life, Lord. We thank you for being so consistent with us, Lord. We pray and thank you for everything that we have in this life, Lord. And we pray that each and every person that has taken the step of faith to commit that step to you, Lord, that will be blessed and will be able to keep going and be able to continue taking that, those small steps of faith, Lord, throughout their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So the second group of people that I want to pray for today is uh, a group of people that are possibly facing a challenge and can't figure out what to do. I want to pray that if, if that's you, if you're feeling, facing a challenge at work, at school, with your family members, with, with a partner, with, with anybody that you know, if you're facing a challenge this morning and you want to surrender it to God, can I encourage you to raise your hands and surrender it to God this morning? Uh, if that is you, please do raise your hands yes, in an act of surrender to God, in an act of obedience to God, in an act of faith, knowing that as you surrender this situation or uh, this fear or this doubt or this, uh, this worry into God's hands, that He will take it up and He will take the burden off of your shoulders and He will give you that daily bread that you need to strive each and every day. He will give you whatever that you need to, 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 to conquer the challenge and that you will be able to come out of it stronger come out of it with a breakthrough testimony to share and come out of it closer and much, much closer to God. So if that's you at the count of three, I want you to raise your hands and surrender everything that you're going through into God's hands, fully having faith, knowing that God will be with you and God will bless you. Amen. So let me count. One, two, three. Amen. Thank you, God, today, Lord. Thank you, God, for being so real in our lives, Lord. Thank you, God, for being such a consistent God. Thank you, God, for being such a powerful God. And thank you, God, that you've given us, given us so much that we can be thankful for, so much that we can, we can, we can use, Lord, so many gifts, so many blessings. We pray for each and every person that's going through a challenge this morning, Lord, that has chosen to surrender it into your hands, Lord. We pray that you will give them exactly what they need and we pray that they will be able to be patient, to know your perfect timing, to be able to trust that you are going before them and preparing the way for them, Lord, to trust that you know the best possible outcome for this situation and to be able to be obedient, to listen to you, to receive direction, to receive wisdom, to receive knowledge, 
to receive courage, to receive self-worth, to receive healing, to receive anything that, that they need in this current situation that they're in, Allah. We, we, we believe that we're not in, the, in this situation as a coincidence, Allah. We believe that you've put us here so that we, that we can come out stronger with your help, Allah, with your providence, with your blessings, with your gifts, with your mercy, with your righteousness, Allah. So we pray that we'll be able to put you first in our lives. We'll be able to surrender anything of this earth into your hands, fully knowing, fully trusting that you are in control of it all, Allah, and that you are able and that you will, Allah. So I pray that each and every person that has put out their hand this morning will be able to receive from you this morning, will be able to have any worry, any doubt, any fear struck out of their body, Allah, and, and, and be able to fully trust and fully have faith in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.